You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast. This is Aaron Jones. This is Chandler Smith, and I hate long intros, so let's get into it. Up to the top, just get hooked in. I'm like, oh my gosh. And now it's scramble time. You got to come back down the lifeline, undo. You got to take your coat off, take your harness off, undo your bibs. Well, and you know the worst part is if if there's no rush, you can do zippers and buckles and everything like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> when you are in a hurry, it's like a Rubik's Cube. You can't get your carabiner unlocked. Yes, zippers or Rubik's Cubes, buckles. I, or I, And it's time, so I just kind of run behind the tree, and as I'm leaning over against the tree behind me. But that, that doesn't spook deer, the it's smell? Like a, he, he wasn't well, worried about that. At that point, it didn't matter, so yeah. <laughs> it's like... You know, I need but, I need to keep like a little plastic bag inside my layout boat, a, some toilet paper, the teepee. Yeah, I have some in every backpack and blind bag, and in the truck. Oh, I keep it in the truck. Yeah, it's just I, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. And I just the excitement of hunting, so I <laughs> doesn't matter. Yes, like I that's what I don't know if we talked about it, but like what's your go to in the morning, you know, and you're well eating on the way, and for and me coffee. it's like. Nothing now. I just keep it super simple. Coffee well, jumps like once a lot I'm of in the stand and comfortable and relaxed, and then I'll break a snack out. But to the stand, I don't want to put anything in that tank. <laughs> I'm just so thankful that sometimes, not not all the time, but sometimes, there's facilities at boat ramps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you say that. So during the pandemic for some odd reason at a lot of public places restrooms were closed they closed the restrooms but put out porta potties what oh yeah yeah and i'm thinking what's the difference in fact if one was going to be more unsanitary and unhealthy it would be the single pot porta potty that you got to go in <laughs> versus that the whole giant thing yeah besides besides the giant open bathroom that's ventilated and you know, mm-hmm. I thought that was odd. There was a lot of but oddness of it, and that logic, reasoning, and I mean, if they're closed and it's usually dark out, I'll just go behind it and hope someone doesn't mm-hmm. walk through my mess. Yes. <laughs> so, in case you can't tell, we're talking about decoys today. <laughs> yeah, yes. we do have. Uh, we got a pile of decoys here. We do. There's so many different kinds, though. This is. Well, and it has to do with some videos we shot today. Mm-hmm. We did some decoy comparison videos. Yeah, if you this pod or this yeah this podcast is going to go out after the videos are released on YouTube. So if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the YouTube videos, you might like pause and check those out really quickly and subscribe and turn on notifications. Yep. Yeah. See, so you can, so you YouTuber can here see knows them. what to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Leave yes. a, leave a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Correct. You comment your favorite duck and we, decoy. And the comparisons oh. were mallards. We did a flocked head comparison, mm-hmm. yeah. and then a and painted head comparison. And we did a flocked head and painted head. And we focused on the drakes. Yes, yeah. we and and most of them like the premium line. We'll probably do another review of like the economy, or hot buy, or entry level mallard decoys. But these were focused on premium flocked head decoys and premium painted head decoys. Yeah. 
Also, if you're enjoying these podcasts, make sure to leave a review. It helps out a lot. This guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to help. That's, that's all I'm trying to do. That's what we have you here for. And if you want to hear about something, let us know. Yeah. You can always comment. I yes. like it. Below, because we post mm-hmm. these on social. So anytime we drop a podcast, you can always yeah. leave a comment there and say, hey, why don't you guys talk about this, that, or, or other. Or slide sure. into the Roger Sporting Goods DMs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Always an option. Mm-hmm. And if you're not following on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's that, too. You'll miss out. That's where you get all the good deals. You find out about it. Subscribe to the emails. Yep. That's crazy my deals dad, right there. My oh, yeah. dad made a if post yesterday because the weather was changing, speaking mm-hmm. to ducks, and he's like, you just, you feel it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ramping up. This cold front moving in just makes you really want to get out there. It's if Unless you're Josh, and then you just, it doesn't matter, you just hunt. Yeah. I just go. Yeah, real quick, we got Josh from Outdoor Limits with us. He's been with us the past few podcasts mm-hmm. off and on. He's close to us, so we call him up and bug him every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then A.A. Ron. Double A. R-O-N. And Patrick. Hello. Coming over from the store, hanging out, doing some videos and podcasts and stuff, and Chandler over here talking. Just let you guys pick on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, we're just going to dive in. I mean, Everybody loves mallard decoys. They are the essential. If you're a duck hunter, you love mallard decoys. Well, if you think about it, that's what most decoy spreads are predominantly. If if you're hunting puddle style ducks, if you're, I mean, obviously, if you're hunting divers on the big water, you're running a diver spread. But most of your duck hunters are going to run mallards. Yeah. I mean, it's the, isn't it the most pop like the biggest population of species? Duck wise, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, mallards are our number one selling decoys, so it, yeah, the number one taken bird, probably. Yeah, they're kind of the best thing ever. Yeah, that's in why fact, we all get up in the morning and do this. Yes, in fact, even though you, you can shoot a hen, most people will just try just to pass. pick out the green heads, try to pass at you know, you know what else I like about mallards, they're delicious. Yeah. You can leave a little bit of fat some, on that some, breast sometimes. Yeah, if you cook most them right. Of the time. I've had some Mo- people most cook of the them. Time. I've had some. Really Do you put them in your smoker? Aaron? Really? Oh yeah. Like one time, I had had these mallards. I just shot two for the day, so I was like, you know what? I'll take my time. I'll pluck them and do the whole thing. Well, one turned out to be really tasty. One turned out to taste like garbage. Really? The fat cook the same. Cook the same. Like the fat colors were just so different. Mm. It was like. One tasted good because it was probably eating corn and like smart weed and stuff. One tasted like garbage because it was probably eating bugs. I don't know. It, there's so much variance in that. True story. Have you ever put them in your smoker? I uh, no, I have not. One if have. there's a good I've recipe for that. I put goose. You have? I have tried smoking. What's the? So is he, that not? Here's the problem I have with it because most of the time when you smoke meat like a brisket or a pork butt, there's a lot of fat mm-hmm. inside the meat. Whereas if you look at like a mallard, the fat's on top of the meat. And so what happens is you put it on the smoke. Yeah, it'll get some smoke flavor. But oftentimes, but it, it just kind of overcooks it. It's almost better to cook waterfowl hot and fast. Cast iron. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. I'd love to smoke one. I've done it before, and it's never really been that great because mm-hmm. it's always, it always turns out overcooked. Right. I found Dry that. out super quick. I wouldn't say it gets dry. It just gets really gamey. Like, I like my ducks rare. 
Yes. 100%. All right. I did pick yep. up a new sauce that I'm planning on glazing some with. Mm. It's like a, uh, I think it's a cherry habanero sauce. Yep. Ooh, man. We, yes, we, we do a lot of that. We, you know, skin on duck breast and we do a, like a sweet chili sauce kind of thing. There's a couple different versions out there. Uh, last year, I figured out that the Buffalo Wild Wings mango habanero sauce is phenomenal on duck. Mm. You put Never it on. It. You put it on. Let it get get a little set up. Oh my goodness! You like some duck fajitas, real thin strips, you know, so mm-hmm. it's tender, real hot. Cook them quick. And that Tex Mex stuff. And then in like a Tex Mex or like a, I've seen, um, you know, like a mustard marinade type, mm-hmm. you know, and then a quick, just real hot flash in the pan, and then put that with some fajita veggies and put it over some rice or something we just ate i'm hungry again <laughs> <laughs> i agree the the one waterfowl that i put in a smoker a buddy and i brined um some honker breasts uh overnight one time and like a like a brine like you'd put turkey or something in and then threw them in the smoker and cooked them to where they were like a a very very medium not quite medium rare, that was but very goose medium. goose Typically, I'm not a big fan of anything other than like honker turkey or sausage, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. putting it in the brine overnight kept it from drying out too bad and gave it a good flavor. I, I made uh, Jamaican jerk goose. I've made it a lot of times now. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Oh my goodness, it is delicious. Okay, I'm on board. So, can you bring some stuff for us to nibble on next time? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we need to have food for these podcasts. I actually just took my Traeger out of the backseat of my truck yesterday. It does me no good. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know next time. We can we can have a cookout. Every week. And, and do the podcast same time. We'll do the podcast Ooh. and a cookout. Do like a cookout show. Mm-hmm. I mean, why couldn't we set all this up out in the back of the and parking can, lot out back and just We'll set a up a video. Yeah. Some snippets. We'll have some recipes. It'll be tasty. We need the meats. That's true. I guess we gotta we gotta have we the gotta meats in hand. I was gonna say the only person that's been waterfowl hunting yeah. at this table so far. I've got some teal and doves. I signed sure. Up. Dove poppers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over the over the past weekend, I went to Walmart and they were all out of jalapenos. I bet. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I want to make poppers. All the doves are gone because the jalapenos have been bought out. Well, I I ended up getting some serrano peppers. Mm. That works too. Yeah. They worked out good. They just don't have the the cavity space like a jalapeno does. Oh, that's a good point. For the cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gotcha. But it worked. They weren't as hot as I thought they were going to be because I guess serranos are like three times hotter than a jalapeno. But I did not know that. They weren't that hot. Man. I'm really getting hungry now. Y'all want to talk decoys? Yes, because I'm sure. Let's now. dive into this. So, I mean, we got a pile here. So, Pat. Pat's been selling decoys for a long time. Like he's, he right now he's probably the most face to face with the customers when they're coming into the store and looking for mallards. What's yeah, the number you've one seen some, you get? You've seen some. Uh, well, I'll tell you. So yeah. I'm ten years now. Um, over in the waterfowl and hunting department, and you see trends, right? Mm-hmm. And so, which that's definitely changed. Like, uh, and they're still. So what what's one of the number one trends you've seen change? Uh, one piece. People want one piece, not and two e, pieces. And the EVA. Okay. 
Um, so if you're looking for that, um, uh, if you're looking for those features, mm -hmm. what's the word I was looking for? Um, is a one-piece design, and then that softer new EVA material, which Chainlin knows a little bit more about how that's made. But ethylene vinyl acetate. Yeah, that exactly. <laughs> uh, what he said. You have to have a chemistry degree to. Um, but I've seen that as the most popular. Um, Brand-wise, I mean, not to you know pick one over the other, but that I mean that has changed, right? Because you get highs and lows and one year something new might come out and so everybody jumps on board like there for a while when avian x came out and it was just bonkers yeah that was the, the one was piece the, like the eva soft that was the first time i think i saw eva in the market and we're talking probably eight years ago now yeah something like that and so decent you know it was just like extreme everybody was you know um and then there for a while, like, and it's been pretty consistent every year, but the Dakota Extremes, which I think we have one out here. No, we, we, did, no, we did a um, review on the yeah, flock Ted because, yes. We're all familiar with that duck. Right, but it's 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 a little taller, a little bigger than most, but the the depth they put in and the cutout, you know. And the carving and all that, yeah, all the just detail. Like a, yeah, super detailed. Um it's a two-piece design, but um, it's been popular for a long time. Yeah, over 10 is years. the Dakota Extreme. So. I remember my first Dakotas I ever bought where they came with two different heads. You had the flocked head option and the painted head option. Yeah. And uh, the hens were a completely different color. They were like a, like a light blonde. Now they're more of a dirty blonde, I guess. And... Uh, the painted Drake heads are so cool. They had tons of like purple and blue on them and green, obviously, but mm -hmm. they had a lot of paint detail on the painted heads. Yeah. They didn't, they stopped that 10 years ago, if not 11 years ago. Like over the past three years, um, if you just was like, hey, what's the most popular? And I'd say it's, you know, XDs came out um, and then the new FA EVA. Uh, yeah. flocked head or or you know a lot of people I like I think most people like flocked head um, especially the you know they just like that pop and that nice the contrast. look on that yeah. green head but those two right now obviously XDs are new I think we're three going three on or our four third years year them, yeah. now they've expanded their line and they're doing XDs and other species now besides mallards yeah. Um, but durability wise, like that was a big thing. Remember the the, the old video. video? I mean, you guys tried destroying an XD mm -hmm. and couldn't. That was such a fun video. I yes. mean, short of sawing it in half, you didn't break it. Correct. I mean, you yeah. ran over it with a truck. We hit it with bats. Which I we thought it was going to pop when you drove over it with the truck. I'm just thinking yeah. the how's pressure. It explode? How's it not going to explode? Popped right back to you. Which is crazy. I mean, you drug it around. You, besides some, uh, I would say they're more heat marks from dragging them around on mm -hmm. asphalt. So you get that little in the summer. In the summer, but beyond that, I mean, you played baseball with them and rubbed them together constantly, and um, and then the new FAs with that EVA and the flocked head, and just 
you know. Yeah, maybe um, next has been doing it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a fun video. We stuck a, we stuck two stickers on the bottom of the the decoys. And we still have them at the store. And that's yeah, crazy. Just so we can show in the video that we're not like changing the changing the decoy or anything, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, and I think yeah we had a we had a batting cage at the last warehouse we had, so we we took some swings there mm-hmm. with the uh, with the decoys, and then we continuously rubbed them together. Jumped we up jumped up on, you know, we, yeah, we did our test. Like, we jumped with our body weight, and then we ran it over. With a truck. GMC. Half yeah, ton. 1500, half ton. Yeah. And then we tied it to the hitch and drug around circles in the parking lot for All a right, while, just too. to try to rough up the paint. Yeah. Um, and then in the video, you can see, you know, the damage done. Was, yeah. I mean, you get you hardly slight tell the human blemishes, eye. but Correct. just if you just glanced at it, you'd be like, oh, it looks good. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know that it... No. The duck had been through turmoil. So let's go back to that. What's the number one question you get at the store? Number one question? When people are looking for decoys. Um, paint. Adhesion. I mean, adhesion, like durability. Mm-hmm. What's the most durable? But I think they're they're looking more, for, and when I say durability, not the decoy itself, like the keel popping off or you know something like that. They're looking for paint adhesion quality, Right. Everybody does the finger test or I'll look down the aisle and they're scraping it on the wood or, you know. <laughs> Get their um, car keys um, out. Or. Which is which is funny because, I mean, I know what you're doing. You're testing it. You want to see if the paint's going to hold up. Um, that's not normal wear and tear. <laughs> you don't, you yeah. don't buy decoys, go home and scrape them. Um, banging them together would be more normal. Sure. Throwing them in the trailer and rubbing other decoys, but that's what most people want. They don't want to hunt through a season and half the decoys paints chipped off. No, nobody wants. So that. that's their their number one is okay. What decoys got really good paint adhesion? Mm-hmm. Um, and is that why they came out with the? I mean, do you get better paint adhesion that's, with the that's EVA? That's where EVA started to really. I mean, not only does the the plastic flex and bend and into any type of chipping or cracks or anything, but on a, you know, through a microscope, that EVA foam is more porous than this, the classic um, HDPE or even before that, ABS. The ABS is some of the older, sounds like, I'm trying to, it sounds like that big old baseball bat you have when a kid, like a that plastic baseball oh, bat. Oh, the big orange orange bat. Yeah, that's that's ABS. Would that, add that the sound. best sound. Yeah, the thunk. <laughs> now, is that, is that heat set? Or is it is the paint put on when the mold is cold? Every now and again, you know, do you do they paint it when it's warm and it's heat set in there, or is it just painted on? Are all decoys done after they've cooled and dried and they're yeah they're cooled and dried and then they're painted and then they're cooked and then they're cooked. Do they yeah. cook all decoys paint on yeah. like after it's done? Well, after then they'll done. send them yeah. through. Whatever there's a couple, process yeah, there's that a couple is. different companies do different things. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like, Sounds uh, proprietary. That I mean, you really don't know what they do. Okay. Yeah. The Flambo. I mean, I'd have to be didn't there to see it. Didn't Flambo do something different? Instead of heat, they did. What was it? I can't remember now. I was just wondering if you've you know seen it in action or or maybe wasn't like infrared or anything, was it? It might have been something. I thought Flambo did something. Hold on one second. 
I don't remember. Touchdown. <laughs> yes. Let's just throw the iPad. <laughs> Bye. I couldn't figure out how to turn the notification thing. Oh. But it's all right. So I've got a question about EVA, right? You, you called it EVA foam. Yeah. Is there a difference between foam and plastic? Yeah. I mean, but... So is this XD yeah. foam or plastic since it's EVA? It's a foam plastic. Wait, what? So like when you look at a lifetime, like that's what I think of a when you foam. when you say foam. I think Correct. that not, yeah. but that this. still is foam. It's almost like, and I'm I'm gonna yeah, jump in here. I just here. threw the iPad away. I could have looked it up. It's all right. But <laughs> and I'm gonna jump in here, and maybe it's like this. When you make, and this is off topic here, but when you make candy, most of it's all made the same. It depends how long you cook the sugar. It gets harder or softer. It's like the difference so between a hard tortilla, piece of candy, a tortilla and bread. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. A hard about. piece of candy is the same as the soft, chewy Jolly Rancher versus the hard one. They were just cooked ones longer and not as long. And so it's the same but different, um, oh, shoot, the thickness and the pliability. And Air So I'm content. guessing it's, you know, they're both uh, an EVA-style so, foam plastic. So... Yeah, I think that we're using plastic as a general term. I think a lot of decoys are made out of LD or HDPE, low density or high density polyurethane. No, yeah, I think so. I'm just getting all I'm getting all the names. We're getting wrong. nerdy. Yes, um, that's okay. But, but most the, decoys the, are are the, the EVA now. Yeah, the what would I say? Ethylene vinyl acetate or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a different mixture than the classic plastic that we're dealing with. I think we're dealing with it's just yeah polyethylene is different than. And then what did they call the on the Dakota? It didn't say EVA. It said uh, it's MVA or it, it, it's EVA. Yeah, it's they had Meva molded EVA. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, that's you're right, Meva. But it's not all, sugar. Why these heyday flex float mallards are different than the XDs in your hand or the FAs is the XDs and FAs are blow molded. And the heyday decoys is a different manufacturing process. And I don't know 100% how that's exactly done. I'd like to see that. Yeah. So, done. like, like probably in every person. other decoy manufacturer. I think yeah, they all, I everybody think they wants all know to, now. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to get in on that. But are they Cuz that was my first thought when they came out and everybody likes a different look, but I thought for the material that it seemed it was on. Mm-hmm. Um I was like, well, "Pretty good job." Yeah. Like look pretty good for the material it's on. I didn't know how that would adhesive so if you, yeah, if you yeah, if you haven't been to our store and felt all these decoys with your hands and touched them and or used them, that heyday previously known as lifetime decoy feels like a crock. And yeah, the XDs and the FA Live series and Avionics Top Flights feel like a soft plastic. But when you're blow molding those soft plastics, it's the hot air is pushing this foam. With a lot of pressure against the the against the mold, 
that's when you get those thinner walls. I mean, it depends on how much material you put in the blow mold is how thick your walls are going to be. But the uh, the heydays are just a different process. I don't think they're blow molded. I could be wrong. So you're telling me they're basically the same material, except they're just processed differently. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So it's all foam. Yeah. But technically, the qualities are different. Yeah, what they do. You know, tortillas are pressed and breads are allowed to rise. That makes sense. Ah. <clears throat> Ooh. Yeah. Sack the food. <laughs> Why? Why you got to go there? <laughs> it is, it is, uh, I mean, mallards are mallards, but every company does their little twist. Yeah. You know, their little unique thing that they do, like when you guys did the the comparison earlier um, and the sizing and just a little bit variation, a little bit keel difference. And, yeah. Um, so, so people are coming to you. First question is durability on paint, you know, probably because 15 years ago we dealt with ABS decoys that would just chip or the paint would flake off and it just – they wouldn't they wouldn't last a long time um so then we got to this newer process now is anybody asking about let's start with like head positions or like body postures or anything like that not as uh not as much but what i try to do um especially well just offering right what's out there but what's unique like final approach does so many different head positions and so when they talk about the paint and the durability and you know and i'm deciding you know and i'm i try to show them everything and all like we're doing here right we'll bring them together so they can see size comparison and stuff they don't necessarily bring it up i do for them so they can see what's out there that they might not have yet to add to their spread um Mm kind of like you do in the and for the uh fa silhouettes right the different gens you get different positions so you can always add to your spread and you get different looks yeah um the same with some of these i think the xd does different head positions you yeah. get xd's got um, a lot of different head yeah. positions and so but then you go to heyday. but i don't know if that's the biggest factor yeah you go to heyday and they have one or, or maybe two. I think they've got in the painted heads, they've got like a, a low head and then a little bit different high head. But I mean, yeah, there's not a lot right. of variety. Maybe like a resting and a semi resting, mm-hmm. like, um, but not like a super high active. Like a Dakota, you get that real tall. Yes. Neck. Um, yeah. Avian X has a lot of head positions. Yep. Green head gear, FA. I'm trying to think of who else. They probably those probably have the most. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think first is durability. quality, yeah. durability, right? Just across the board. But that's you know, I get it for anything you buy. Um, and then two is um, the look and the one piece. I think I think more people uh, seem to be. Um, migrating towards one piece design yeah um than two piece now there's probably pros and cons to both um and and we talk about it at the store is you get a one piece and if the head or something is bad or whatever or the body 
That's it. That decoy's done. Uh, with a two-piece, like Dakota offers replaceable heads. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the head's bad, you can buy the the pack of replaceable heads. You can keep your bodies and, you know, so. Uh, but overall, one-piece seems to be the, the more popular. And it might change in five years again, and, you know, somebody's going to come out with something, and yeah. waterfowl industry's ever-changing. So are these questions from new duck hunters or hunters that have been out there for a while? Because I've tried to figure out, like, where would, how many decoys do I need rank on that list? Yeah, so new hunters, um, new to waterfowl, wanting to get into it, their first question even over durability is what do I need to get into it? What's the minimum? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've brought this up before and, and this is kind of where we go to Josh on, you know, uh, you know, what's the minimum? Uh, and he's brought up, I mean, sometimes you hunt with less now yeah, than, than ever before. Um, I usually tell people, I think three dozen is just a good number to have um, starting at. And, yeah. and and then they always ask me, well, what kinds? And I'm like, well, at three dozen, just get your mallards. Mm-hmm. And if you want to buy more, get some more mallards. And then if you want more, get some more mallards still. And then we'll talk about mixing in <laughs> yeah. your divers and pintails and wood ducks. And Well, I, I think that you got a point with the mallards, but I do think that there's a good place for teal decoys because they're good for filling space on the water and they're generally at a bit of a lower price. So you get yeah. you get twice the number of teal decoys for the same price as like a dozen mallards. It doesn't take up a lot of room and you can yeah. Yeah, pack them know. in, all that good stuff. Plus teal decoys are right. always great to have because you can use them in teal season, early season, late season. Like they're just all around a great decoy. Well, oh, yeah, t- a good green wing. I mean, and I tell you, that's a, there's where, uh, you know, is the um, FA. Um, last pass mallards would be a great pickup. Uh, yeah. To to, you know, expand your spread, but still have mallards. They're lighter. Um, you know, you can fill in, and um, so I always tell. So the, to answer your question, I know that was super detailed. It's like a Bill Belichick <laughs> answer. Um, <laughs> is new customers is always, uh, you know, how many do I need? But customers that have been coming to me for years will ask, one, what's new out there that I haven't seen yet? And two, is something changed and the durability is better and, and pain? Sure. You know. I think that, uh, we're talking about those FA last pass mallards. Can't you get like three dozen in one of their big mesh bags? Yep. You get three dozen rigs and a mesh bag all in one pack. Well, that's one kit, yeah. Yeah. And it goes on your back and you can go in and hunt. So talk about a great kit for a starter. Yeah. That right there is right. And it comes in a good price point too. Yeah. So and you've got everything you need. And we got some. We've been talking about premium mallards in the videos, and we have them on the table. What mm-hmm. separates these premium mallards and the say like an essential pack from GHG or a last pass pack from FA is head positions, body size, plastic, and the amount of paint work that goes into the decoy. So when we're talking about premium decoys, their life size are bigger. They they have the most current advanced technology in the plastic foam, whatever, and then they have as much 
paint details they want to put into them, the companies do as far as stenciling and all colors. the stencils and colors, and they want them to look just like a real mallard. That's what we're talking about on premium decoys. Yeah. So most of them, I would say, are probably a little bit bigger than life size, slightly oversized. I would say that there's a ton of detail in the carve. You're going to get the most head positions. Yeah. So like those economy decoys, yeah, it's usually one head position. Yeah, you get your upright, and your that's active it. head. Active, right. Yeah, it's all actives, and that's it. And then you get in premiums, you're, you're getting feeders, you're getting resters, you're getting uprights. You maybe get a preener. Yeah. You might get a drinker. F.A. does a drinker. Uh, calling calling in. <laughs> yeah, F.A. Yep. does a calling in. Mm-hmm. They got some they got some unique poses there. But, uh, I mean, GHG XDs have a really cool rester and – you know, they got the carve is like one side of the body. He's got his wing up real high, and you see the you see the speculum feathers and everything. And mm-hmm. and and then the next decoy doesn't have that because it's a different head position. So he's the guy carving it is carving it towards you know to that posture, which is just a lot of detail into that. Yeah, typically the contrast between the colors on the. On the premium like if you look at all these i mean you can see every variation from the browns to the grays to black white it's all you know defined and detailed and feathering and when you when you guys guys looking at premium decoys are they talking to you about detail paint detail or like the colors they don't like this color they like that color because all these are similar but they're not the same some are darker some are lighter some have a little bit more white to them. Some have a little bit more cream color to them. Yeah, and some guys have a preference, and maybe Josh can school us on this, is even for people that have been um, hunting a while, and I'm not sure either, but uh, they'll be like, I want some white. So they'll look for like the... Um, uh, January like mallard. a January mallard, or even the lifetimes a little lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, Battleship, you know, the Higdon uh, is a little bit lighter versus like the XD or the FA or the Avian X are a little darker, mm-hmm. and and they want it to pop. So middle of the season, like starting out, coming up um, versus late season. I obviously I know with the change and they get lighter, but um, do they they some guys want that lighter color because they feel that that shows up more on the water and it yeah. pops more versus, you know, like a true coloring earlier on would be more F.A. or, you know, AVNX, something like that. Do you care on color? I was going to ask for you. The, for, the, for the season? I was going to ask you, what's your question, Pat? No, no, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm long-winded. But do you care on light or darker? When I mean, does color matter that much? So you can look at it a couple different ways. So like the lighter decoys, they're definitely going to pop on the water, right? They're they're just brighter. They're going to reflect more sunlight. But why do people put black ducks in their decoy spread? It's contrast. 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 So I mean, there's it's two sides, right? You can go with a darker decoy and get more contrast on the water, or you can go with a lighter decoy, and it maybe will reflect a little bit more. Now. I like both. I think that they're both going to work out well for you. But I do think that going with kind of like just a regular, not too dark, not too light, just right in the middle, puts you in a good spot yeah. throughout the whole year. and For all conditions. For all conditions. 
and it gives you just the right amount of color on the water. I mean, if you really wanted some pop in your spread, you'd throw some some redheads or bluebills out there. Like those are some really white decoys. Pintails, spoonies. Yeah. Something with some some white to it. That, yeah. That's exactly I right. I do get the shine question some. Yeah. Um, a lot of de- a lot of decoys now are have gotten they, we don't have to worry about it as much. Yeah. They're all pretty matte finished. Yeah, and we were talking about like the plastic durability and paint durability. Like with these new premium decoys, I I don't think it's an issue with any of them, really. It just comes down to the material. The the material that the decoys have been made out of has changed and now everybody's using something very similar. It's got the durability, it's got the the paint adhesion qualities, so you know, I I don't think the durability is really And if much I'm not mistaken but typically every company before these hit the market most of them are hunted with and tested for a season yeah by those guys if not not more like yeah before a like a guy remember when the fully flocked avery's came out Mm -hmm. and they brought in the ones that they used all season you know because people are like well, how are these going to hold up? But, you know, and maybe not everybody knows that, but they don't make them and just put them out there on the shelf. Um, yeah, next week we could do a fully flocked mallard review. Right. Mm-hmm. But most all of them, I mean, they're hunted with pretty hard for a season to see if they hold up. Yeah, because we've, we've got a Dakota fully flocked, a Higdon fully flocked, a GHG fully flocked, an FA fully flocked. Yeah. I mean, quite a few yeah, have been out there now. Four. Who else? Now, I'm trying to think. Okay, go ahead, Pat. No, you're all right. When now storage wise, though, do you do you trailer all yours and throw them all together, or do you slotted bags um, or not? And everybody, I mean, I've seen it all. I don't, I don't use bags anymore. I use Texas rigs and tie them in a knot and hang them up. Okay, so that and that's even different yet. And so, do you hang them in a trailer? Are your trailer no, or are you? I put them in my shed. So Actually, you, when I hang them, I don't leave the knot in there just because leaving them in that knot could kink the line over time. When you Texas rig them up, do you put them in a bag to transport back? No. Or just throw them in your they boat? Go in the boat, go in the sled, okay. go in the bed of the truck, over the shoulder. I don't mess with bags anymore. And you hunt quite a bit. And so this is alluding to some of the questions I get, but with the durability is... You know, they're like, well, I want after a season, I don't want any chipping and all that stuff. And I'm here's here's the deal is it's not necessarily the decoys that are causing the wear and tear. Mm -hmm. It's what you put on your decoys that causes the wear and tear over the past years. I've noticed when I'm using rigs with an uncoated weight, it is rubbing against the decoys and you can see significant wear and tear from the lines that that weight is rubbing on that decoy. But after I started using coated weights from FA on my decoys, I haven't seen that happening on them. Yeah, that's so something that it, people it, overlooked maybe for years. Is It's not the decoys rubbing. It's all the other stuff that's right next to the decoys. And you, you're throwing them into your trailer or in your boat, and they're hitting stuff and over and over again in days yeah, of hunting. But here's the deal. It's like the inside of my trailer is wood. Yeah. The wood's not very abrasive. Yeah. I've got a, a bed liner in the bed of my truck. That's not very abrasive. Now, when you start throwing them on concrete or 
or on gravel, gravel or any kind of really, it, I mean, it's like taking sandpaper to your decoy. What do you expect is going to happen? Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I've, I've got to where I like coated cable better than mono too, just because mono, oh my gosh, it likes to, it's got bad memory. Yes, it does. But I'd say overall, with these premium decoys, we're talk- I mean, the paint quality from 10 years ago when I started till now, yeah, huge difference in quality and long lasting. And, you know, you give them the fingernail test and yeah, I mean, I've pretty proud of all of them. They're, they're phenomenal. Yeah. And the quality, I mean, they're all about as good as they're going to get for the time being until something new and innovative comes mm-hmm. out. They're not built to be indestructible, which a lot of people like to think that decoys are built to withstand anything you throw at them. I mean, they're a painted piece of plastic. Sure. They're going to show wear and tear over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, like an, it's inevitable. Like a new car, no scratches till you get the first one, and then like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. and that's the thing, too. People are like, man, why can't this decoy be indestructible? Well, it can for $400 a dozen. Yeah. I mean, you got to keep things in perspective. Like, do you want to pay a $400 a dozen, or do you want to be able to afford it, and then you'll, you'll just have to buy more at some point? Yeah, and one thing that I used to do all the time was I, I would use my decoys until I was like, you know what, these decoys, they've seen better days. It's time to replace. And what I would do is I'd, like, whether ones are shot or whatever, I'd have a pack that I bought and just replace the ones that are bad. And then I would just go through and uh, replace right. as needed. Yeah, I mean, if you... the. I guess the best option and, and money wasn't an option and you'd buy rigs and you'd buy bags for all of them with slotted and they'd have a nice cinch top on it and you would take the weight off your decoy every time, but slot your decoy. to do that? Right. And then when you got out there, you'd unbag each one, put your rig on each one and throw it out. And then the decoys never, you know, were in contact with anything. But that's, I mean, Not let's reality. think how much time and effort we put into going out early and you know you're putting out whatever how many ever dozen and rigs and you know and all your other gear so you're tossing them in the trailer you're putting them in big bags or no bags or um so yeah i you know that you're gonna get wear and tear on them over the years you can do your best to minimize it but it's bound to happen but I've been using the FA decoys over the past few years. And honestly, I mean, compared to what I was using beforehand, huge upgrade. Like when it comes down to durability, I like, I used all the, the EVA puddlers they came out with last year and I was not babying them at all because I'd like to test, test the decoys and Mm -hmm. see, see what can be improved and things of that nature. And for the most part, like I wash it off, wipe it off, Looks like it just came out of the box. Yeah. It's in this new material that they're making decoys out of. It's just above and beyond anything previously. Are people asking about sizing a lot more? Like, do they want to have the option of a standard, oversized, super magnum, magnum? I think there's a fine line between. They like the, I don't want to say super magnum, like giant, but they want that little bit bigger than than a standard mallard like you know what's they, on the table here yes for the exactly they want that decent size yeah you know what i mean i don't 
I know better what not a super magnum battleship, you know, and giant not, and not, overall. Yeah, and not just a true life size, but just that ten to twenty percent bigger. Yep, exactly. I do have something to chime yep. in on size. You know how we touched on like the the economy mallards, mm-hmm. the last pass or the yep. hunter series mm-hmm. or whatever. So I get a lot of questions because I I use both regularly. The I use the full size and I use the the little guys. And I get questions regularly from people who watch the videos saying, you know, like, does, does size make a difference? Like, how do you like them compared to this? Have you noticed? And honestly, what I can say is I have not noticed any difference in how the birds decoy into a smaller decoy versus a bigger decoy, which is surprising. And do you feel like you put up the same numbers? Like, you're not putting out twice as many small decoys and then putting out, like, six dozen last passes and then three dozen lives. No, I mean, well, there'd from, be days where I run two dozen lives or I run two dozen last pass. Yeah. I guess, I mean, a big thing for you, I guess, it's like what decoys do you need to take to get you to your X? Exactly. Because sometimes the, the last passes will fit on the kayak. But if you're taking the big boat, what are you bringing? Oh, there were days where I was taking like 12 dozen. Yeah. Well, I think you hit something there is, is you know, hunting the X and being in the right area and are ducks flying that day or not, regardless of size? Mm-hmm. I mean, being on the X's, that's it. You could put out fifty dozen in here, and it doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter, no. Um, or you could put out eight and have a great day. Mm-hmm. So, um, another but one thing with these premium decoys um, now is is the weight difference between these decoys and then what they were ten years ago. Yeah, big time. Minus the. The two, like if you took out the the bottom end with the heyday and took out the top weight with the battleship, foam foam filled, filled, which is why you're getting that extra weight, I think all the others were within a quarter of a pound of each other. Yeah, within a quarter to half, exactly. And I do get that. I remember days, you know, guys will have two decoys and they close in their eyes (laughs) and like I put them in their hand. They're like, well, that one, you know. That they're that close. That just reminds me of the so. <laughs> real quick at the store when people are testing out fishing rods. They like stick the the tip of the rod against the guy's another guy's throat, and they like you're yeah, trying to like, test the vibration and right. sensitivity. Yeah, I mean they're so close that I wouldn't get caught up on the weight. No. Overall, with that being said, there's two that are going to be outliers here. Um, if you're a person that wants, and we are talking about after we were talking about that diver pack, like if you want true low weight, maybe you're a guy that hunts all public and you got a mile walk in and, and not, uh, and you're hunting like a marsh where there's not a ton of wind and it's super shallow and you can take the weights out of those heydays, heydays under a pound. Yeah. 0.82. Super yeah. lightweight. Yeah. And that that would be the decoy for you, fourteen if yeah, you 14 want ounces or no ounces weight, or something yeah. like that. and maybe you're running. Um, well, if there's, no, I mean, I've seen guys just throw them out. They don't even rig them up. They'll just put them out, you know, in like a cove and like a flooded marsh that's super shallow. I guess it's you true know, if you're in marsh, they're not going to move too much. But if you did want to rig them up, you take the weights out, and then just did a three ounce something super light. Yeah, the lighter the decoy, the less weight you have to have. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so um, that would be for the person that wants like the least amount of weight as possible because you're able to take that weight out. On the higher end, 
the battleships, because they're foam-filled, were just over two pounds. Yeah, almost almost two and a half. Yeah. 2.3. Yeah, two, yeah. Now, what you get with both of those, though, is... Unsinkability. Unsinkability. That's kind um, of funny. Both ends of the spectrum, yeah. you get the indestructible Right, part. you do get... Yeah. I mean, the other ones, if, if they got shot accidentally... Um, you know, wherever that hole is at, you're going to get water in there. And, you know, over time, right, you got the one duck either butt up or, <laughs> or butt down. Oh, yeah. and you're like, okay, you know. Um, but on those, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I feel like the battleships, I mean, are a great decoy to leave out at a permanent blind. Oh, absolutely. Whether or, it's a duck club or some type of permanent place sure. you have set up, you can or leave those out. weight is not an issue, if you've got a big boat and, I mean, you're not trying to go far, you're not in a hurry to get in. Yeah, if if weights if if weight and storage is not an issue, I mean the battleship, man, those things are huge. I mean, just I mean they're all pretty indestructible, like that. The heyday decoy, you can stand on, and the way that it's built uh, will just pop back too. Mm-hmm. But I could, I mean, I could probably stand on all these, and they're not gonna, you know, yeah. they're gonna pop back too. But the way that one's built, yeah. Did old did old. Hard plastic decoys. Whenever they change temperatures, did they like dent I've seen every once in a while? Some um, dent, and then I have seen with the old plastic ones. If you did a step test on those, it shatter. Um, you could crack that seam mm-hmm. down the yeah. top of the back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, and I'm talking like when I first started. Um, there was a decoy um, that I could squeeze real hard and i could pop that seal on its back just by squeezing it it was it was that thin so uh i'm not there's not one out there i could do that now and i'm not going to name whose it was but i could you shouldn't we'll bleep it out um we don't offer them anymore oh well then that's fair enough so it doesn't matter yeah i know Um, what you're talking about now but they did i could i just i'm like and then, uh, and they've all come a long ways, like the keels, right? And the durability mm-hmm. and how they're attached. I mean, there's, there's been some companies where I, I went to show a customer and I'm like, the keel's really strong and I barely pulled on it. <laughs> it came out. And I ripped the keel right <laughs> off. I'm like, well, maybe not that one. Do you guys remember those decoys where you could remove the keel? Oh, yeah. That, oh, they slid was off. Was that uh, Green Hacker to do that? Did they uh, do one? I don't one? know if they did that. It'd be before my time, but I think Hardcore, uh, the brand that we used to carry for a little bit, Hardcore had that, didn't they? You slide the keels on. Maybe it was Avery. I I think it was like they Avery. might have had one that did that. that. That was an interesting idea. Yeah, there's been so but many then, interesting things. You would was to- that you would to- toss them out with yeah. the weight <laughs> yeah. and the keel, and then they would separate from the duck, and oh. <laughs> you wouldn't have the keel on the <laughs> weight anymore. Now was that to? be more of a design like the dakota shallow. dabbler shallow water and or field ice yeah yeah and then i think there was a company for a while that made stands that you could put your floaters in mm-hmm. too yeah i and made some out of paper towel yeah, holders some. from dollar tree did you that video went viral <laughs> that's funny oh no those are the risers those are for field decoys but so talking about keels, though, I do have a question. Yeah. So when you're looking at the keel design on these decoys, they're all a little bit different. Like comparing this to this. He's holding up a top flight in the FA. Like this one's got these little ridges in it, and then 
this has the ridges in it, but they're in different spots. This one's thicker than that. Like, right? There's everybody's, no consistencies between these keels. Mm-mm. Yep, everybody's got a different keel. Heyday, no keel. Well, it's, it's got more of like a pontoon, pontoon style keel. keel. Style. keel. Yeah. So the, the flambeau gunning. They're all going to be a weight forward keel. Yeah, yeah, explain that a little bit because the the this XD has a sixty forty keel is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Sixty percent of the weights in the front. And what benefit does that give you? True ride, um, you know, riding over chop or mm-hmm. you know not. Well, and wouldn't in a in a in a an current. actual mallard, sixty percent of their weights up front anyways probably. Probably with the head and everything is up there so yeah. normal sitting in the water yeah would be more weight Avian- forward yeah, avionics does the same thing too they kind of have just they're it more tapers. of a cylindrical shape and, it, and it, yeah it gets bigger towards the front your higgin does the same thing the in, in current head. and in waves and a lot of that it's going to make them ride through that chop or ride true i guess that one would be yeah that gunning series is they do something different. Different. it's like a split keel and then weights and towards, weights the, towards back. the back on each side are those pop riveted in looks like riveted in yep are there any companies that offer water keels anymore not that i know not that i know of Mm -mm. those things all awesome all sand Mm -hmm. those water keels were awesome yeah well we we all work with a guy uh, besides jesus josh uh that he turns his decoys into water keels he'll just go and he'll drill out sawzall and he'll just like take the back cap off and cut the front of the keel off and now you have a water keel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, I mean, there's a tip for you guys. If you're looking to cut weight on your decoys and maybe you don't have the money to spend on the heydays that are pretty expensive, you can take the sand out of the keel of any decoy, really, and then it. you want to make sure you leave some holes in it for water to go into. Exactly. You need, it, you know, you need the water to, I think you cut the front off and the back off. But you don't it. want to cut the front. That's where rigging goes. Oh, but you could, yeah, you, you just cut. drill a couple holes throughout. And yeah, with like a half-inch drill bit. Yeah, and then that'll, that. I mean, that's where most of your weight in your decoy is, mm-hmm. yeah. is in the sand. I, yeah. should, I should do that. You should try it on some. I should do like the ultralight. I, did, I mean, I did that last year technically, but. The super spread ultralight. You should just try it on some mallards. Yeah. See what you're like. Yeah. You're, you're going to have to probably go out and self-ride them. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... When you toss the decoys out, it's going to land in it. And the, that sand is, is in the keel is going to get get these decoys all to turn right up, right side up. And you don't yes. have to go mess with them. Yes. But, I mean, I've hunted with the heyday style decoys before. And when I took the keel weights out of them, they the, didn't self-ride. They didn't self-ride. So... Yeah. I'm looking apples at and oranges all the... here. Or is it apples to apples or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> apples to mangoes. I'm looking yeah. at the coloring of all the heads. Most so, of them are all similar besides... Yeah, they do. About shine? We're looking at painted heads. So the shininess of the heads. Are you guys and you about get... that or not about that? Having like a little bit of shine on so, the head? Yeah, there's some companies like XD and FA have a little sheen, a little shine, but then like the battleships are pretty matte. Mm-hmm. But flambos are a little bit, a little, bit, sh- a little, little shine. more shine. But when you look, when I see a mallard, their head is shining on the water. They they do have some, yeah, you know, some sheen to them for sure. And you get a little bit different coloring. Yeah, the iridescent. Like the AVNX, the iridescent with the purple, more of that. Where the Higdon's just more black and green. Flat black, flat green. Yeah, the FA. It looks it's like it changes colors as you spin it. Like you see more of the purple and blue on the back of the head. 
and then the green just kind of goes from really shiny to, and light to is that the XD dark? January? Yeah, it's you've XD got January. And so with that and the regular XD, the feathering, you know, they did. We talked about the XD in here. The compares head, yeah. the stenciling on their on the head cheek. and yeah. like really brushing in uh, feathering. Um, even see that on the gunning. But overall, it seems like none of these decoys have a whole lot of shine to them. No. Like, no. they're not going to re- reflect the sunlight. No. I get that question more with silhouettes than mm. anything. Not much with decoys, the shine. Is uh, what, what silhouette's going to shine or not shine? Yeah, just, you know, they want they want less shine on a silhouette. Well, sure. Um, but decoys, not... You know, yeah. When I see a goose in the much. field, they ain't shining. No, not really. When you see a duck on the when you see a duck on the water. I mean, the the head is what I see like that that shine too. Mm-hmm. That, that that reflective. Do you have a favorite on the table, Pat? I'm a so I'm an EVA guy too. Mm-hmm. One piece. I love one piece design. One and maybe it's just laziness, but I don't want to mess with heads. Um, but I like the XDs. Um, the FA ones were newer for me, and so um, I have some of those as well. Um, I mean, if you were just like, "Hey, pick out," I mean, they're so similar in um, weight and look, and yeah, the um, FAs are a little bit bigger. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they both are about the same price. Yeah, and, and so they have I, all the head positions. For a premium dozen, one-piece EVA, I do get the flocked heads. I'm a flocked head guy. I like flocked yeah. heads. So. Which you can get both of those now. The XDs mm-hmm. in the 12-pack of Harvesters is a flocked head, yeah. or you can get a 12-pack of the FA Live EVAs in a flocked head. Mm-hmm. With a bag. With a bag, that is correct. And so I, you know, that's just kind of what I lean to. Um, but I would, you know... If, I'd take any of these. Yeah, there's not a decoy. Like on the I, table would, I would, you know, I'd take them all. They're all, you know, they look like a duck. Pretty similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, jumping to back to that at Flambeau, me and Aaron have hunted with that and did some videos on that. That thing, it moves, moves. In 100%. Hardly anyway. You put it next to any other of these keeled decoys. I'd be interesting to put it up to, up to the, you know, head to head with the heyday. But that gunning style has kind of like a, you know, a, like a shallow water boat belly, like, you know, the same water displacement, you know, bottom, like a, like a shallow, uh, like a boat that you ride in. Mm-hmm. And that keel keeps it, you know, self-riding, but that thing dances around with that weight in the back too. It really, really moves with the minimal wind. And I think the heyday does that as well. But Agreed. They move a ton. So, yeah. On the wing coloring, do they all have, besides the A, B, and X? Yeah, they all have the speculum, like... which we covered in our video, yeah. Okay, and just to throw did, that did out AVNX for someone. Top Flight, do they used to have the speculum painted on their decoys? Gosh, so they've made a few, changes. had a few changes now over the couple of years. And like, I don't remember that like much purple own, in the back. Owners either. is what I'm talking about. I mean, sure. Who owns them. So I don't know if that's changed because of that. I don't know. But when I dug through that fusion pack, none of them had the speculum. Hmm. And that was a 
That was a fusion I six pack say on the no. painted heads. I want to say no. Okay. I mean, I feel like that's basically the the style it's been. So we and could go dig through that flocked head twelve pack, but I want to say they. I, maybe I don't remember slightly change some coloring, but overall, they've got that a little bit oranger bill too, which personally I'm not a huge fan of. But and they're not the darkest. No. X, XD, I would say, is the darkest in the grayish color. Yeah, um, and then discounting the January Mallard, the Heyday is more of a or the cr- Gunning series is. Yeah, yeah. Um, lightness wise, that's yeah. a light gray. Yeah, the and it's closer a to a January, mm-hmm. and that heyday is more of that creamish, uh, orangish tint. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, lighter for sure. Yeah, um, and to Fred Zink's defense, looking at mallards on the water right now, I don't see a lot of speculum feathers because it sits so low. Or like in a standard just, swimmer active yeah. position, their their wings their body, are tucked. Yeah, their wings are tucked and they're hiding that speculum. I mean, you can see that. Gotcha. No, it's yeah. So I mean, I feel like that could be could have been done on purpose. The speculum right. colors might just be for consumers. Well, and a lot of well, that's a good point you bring up is, you know, a lot of things are done because it. Visually to a consumer, it looks good too. Well, that yeah, right. I mean, and talk um, about <laughs> extreme mallards from Dakota. Like the heydays, probably got the biggest speculum mm-hmm. on it for sure. Next um, to the XDs and the FAs, probably the FA and then the um, Flambo. Flambo have the least, and FA even is a little bit smaller. Yeah. Um. And then the all the others are about the same. See, so definitely get some variations. The tails, I know we talked about a little bit. You get some that are um, you you really get the that white bright pop. Yeah. Um, versus some others like the Higdon, you really get that big block of black yeah. in the middle. And then. Avian X has a very cream-colored tail with FA and XDs have a very white tail. I like the white tail. It looks great from, the you know, seeing it on the water. It really pops off the water. Mm-hmm. Chandler, do you have a favorite decoy out here on the table? Favorite one? I don't know. You like them all? I like a lot of them. I don't, you know, unless I had a permanent place, I don't see myself running a battleship. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of their other decoys, their magnum size is a great size to look at if you're looking to buy, you know, Higdon because of their durability for sure. But uh, I want an EVA one piece. Um, I've used AVNX. I have Dakotas. Um, you know, I have FAs. I have Greenhead gear. I have them all. Yeah, going back when I – that's what I started with was AVNX because that was like the mm-hmm. one piece EVA – that got me going, and then, um, and then I bought some XDs when they first came out, mm-hmm. and now I've since bought some Final Approach yeah. new EVA with the flocked head. Yeah, I like the FA size. I like the they're bigger than a, a you know, they're a big mallard. I mean, I know there's some mallards out there as big as an FA floater, but they're a big mallard. Wide bodied, yeah, would be a good way to put it. 
Yeah, where Dakota has that. They're tall. Higher, taller. Yeah, Dakota has a very unique carve, mm-hmm. which I think very is very unique. attractive to customers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like in the water, they look... They're not as rounded. No, they, they look very... They look active. Like the cool thing about Dakotas is their tail is probably one of the higher tails on these decoy carvings. And... I don't know. You, they just pop off. It's the like water. that mallard was doing a back workout. Well, sometimes <laughs> you know, right after a duck lands, or maybe right off, right before a duck leaves, they kind of like posture up, mm-hmm. you know, and then their their tails kind of go up, their heads kind of go up, and then their wings go out and they lift. Or when they land, the same thing. Their tails are high, their heads kind of high, and then they then they kind of shrug into this nice relaxing position. And that's what the Dakotas look like, kind of like both sides of that that look. And they all have, you brought up the keels earlier, but they all have the multiple, I think every single one had. At least front and back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, front and back options for rigging. And a cord lock. Yeah. And, and Avian X has like their three-hole position where they have a front and the back, and then they also have the swim. Hole. And theirs is above the keel. Well, those look like cord locks on the bottom. The one in the middle is a swim hole. So what that does... Oh, that's a cord lock. That's a swim. Yeah, so what they... Well, it can be used as both, but... I think you have it rigged here, and then you wrap it, and then you put it through there with your line, and that... It, yeah, that increases the swimming motion when you put gotcha. your, your anchor point to the decoy. If it's not at the front, if it's a little bit farther towards the middle, that decoy will move more, and that's what gotcha. that, that secondary location on the AV Nexus. Okay. And... Some FA floaters have it in the middle mm-hmm. that gives it that more of that swimming motion, erratic. Now, if you have a lot of current or high winds, it might look unrealistic if your decoy is doing going know, sideways. 180s. Yeah. You know, but maybe not. Maybe you want that crazy erratic action. But I mean, in, yeah, pre- all these premium decoys have to have front and back because you don't want all your ducks facing the same way. Mm hmm. I learned that from you guys. Yeah, yeah. I th- mine I all look like they're in a marching band. <laughs> exactly. And you're the you're the conductor. You're standing there. All the ducks are looking right at you. Yeah. Which going back to that, I think I like to rig about a minimum of twenty five percent from the back, but probably thirty percent on average. Chandler, I think you yeah. said you were closer to forty or fifty. Yeah, forty probably. Yeah. We're making that switch yeah. this year, so I'm probably thirty percent, thirty five. So, we've we've talked a lot about decoys. What do you guys like to use to rig them? What's your length and weight and material that you prefer? 40 to 48-inch, 4-ounce yep. Texas rig. Standard. Mm-hmm. Coated cable, coated weight. Yeah, 48-inch, yeah. 4-ounce, coated cable now that it's – and you can get that – I mean, almost everybody has it now. Yeah, coated yeah. cable. I've got Green some hit. mono still that, man, yeah. they're – I've got them, so why not use them? But The days of – of winding up my decoys Strap are long gone. Yeah. Um, I just, if you're a time guy or gal, there's, there's or no you, comparison. Or, or if how you like quick, to move, yeah, you set up in the wrong spot and you yeah. got to move. There's no comparison on how quick you can put out a dozen and pick up a dozen. Like if you raced a guy with a dozen yeah. strapped up and I like the storage of them too so when i'm done you just hang them they're all i want we got the hook in the shed hang them up they just nice and 
you don't get the memory and the coated cable and they last oh yeah a long time um i do like like fa you alluded to with the coated egg weight mm -hmm. which is nice yeah they're just they're more the only protection against that. the decoy yeah um, and then, but I mean, Greenhead Gear has coated cables. Righam Wright has coated cable. Mm -hmm. Lifetime, I think, was the first to the market with coated tables or Heyday. Yep. They got. Um, I don't know who else. I think. I think those are the four. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Forty-eight inch, four ounce. If I hunt, but that's primarily two because. We just keep 48-inch 4-ounce because most of the places we go are either, you know, bigger water, so we're right offshore and just that depth. You mm -hmm. know, if I was – I bet if you talk to people that have, you know, a private marsh, most of them are, you know, 3-ounce. 30-inch. 30-inch, 3-ounce, something. Because to them, one, you don't get as much wind. If you need to move them, I mean, they're right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Over the years, I've always hunted at places that had the depth of your waders. And that's about 48 inch until yeah. you start taking on. And water. I think that's the most popular. Yeah. Yeah. By a long shot. That's what I use. 48 inch, four ounce. Um, and the only time I use, now I'll go to an eight ounce from like my goose floaters just because they're bigger. But, mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes we make our own in the red solo cups and that's if we're <laughs> leaving them out yeah. at the lake good well, old days braided you can't, core, concrete you can't leave the them cup. anymore mm -hmm. um, you have to pick up each time yeah but when we did we do the red solo cup with the u u hook at the top oh i just use bailing wire concrete oh, something yeah. to hold it in there and then we would you know tie on yeah that's what i did for my gang yeah. rigs last and year just leave them Except a storm came through one time, uh -oh. and we went out there after, you know, we hunted the one weekend. We come out the next weekend. There was nothing in front of the blind, <laughs> even with those solo cups. So we just took the boat and started following the <laughs> the decoys, the wind. And Did you find them? Yeah, we just, most of them. They're just like, you know, they'd got to shore, you know, tangled up in some log hanging out <laughs> over the shore. But That was a bad hunt. But can't. You can, uh, and I'm. I say you can't. This is for Smithfield now, mm -hmm. which is around here, a public spot. You can't. You have to pack up each day. Uh, back when they used to do the draw, though, and you could leave your blind. And I just love how Pat goes on a public platform and just starts blasting the names of places that he likes to hunt. <laughs> well, it, it's Smithfield's not that great anymore. So it's yeah. It's, yeah, if you want to go there, by all means, <laughs> try like, it out. Oh, is it like Skeeter Pond? It's just, well, the migration's changed. So, I mean, the migration here for us is moved uh, west into Kansas. You mean Oklahoma? Well, that too. <laughs> uh, wherever you're hunting is probably where they're at. Um, yeah. But Smithville, you can put in a lot of work and a lot of hours to yep. maybe scrap out a duck. Yeah. It's because you're hunting the edges. You now, when get I out was, in the open. Well, we got that boat coming, so we have, you know. You're going to kill them now. Tie up right in the middle because there's, you know, especially up north, a lot of trees. You know, tie up right out there in the middle, do a lot more gang rigs. Be rocking and rolling. That's what I'm going to try this year. Who's shooting out of that tree? That's Pat. I don't know. That's Everybody Pat with goes his 10 there. gauge. It can't, it can't get any more packed there than it is now. So I'm not giving anything away. It's, yeah, you know. But 
it's a close place that we can get to in 15 minutes mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, and all know. of Kansas city already knows that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a nose. I mean, there was a point and this is how many, I think one of the last few draws they did, no doubt there was probably 350 people there to draw 50 spots. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? No, it's a blast. And that was back when, like, Mark and everybody. Yeah, we were there. And, and part of the reason you bring your whole cha- squad and they changed gets a it because of Chandler. What? No, I'm Well, you would bring like five to 10 guys. 10 guys. And you'd all put in for it, even though you really just wanted one spot. Well, then they realized years down the road okay, you're bringing 10 people to up your chances. And that's so you get to 350 people. Um, you know, for 50-some spots. Um, and then they lowered it like, okay, one group. You only, you know, one of you put in a name. Um, and then That's it, when you split from 10 to 5. And mm-hmm. then it got to the point, and they don't even do it anymore. So, yeah, um, you're not supposed to have a stationary blind. You have to go in and out each time, which is why a boat's nice. Can't leave decoys out. Can't leave decoys out. That's why A-frames, you know, that might be one of the reasons they're popular around here too. Some of these public places, you know, mm-hmm. A-frames are easy to take out, pop up on the shore. You know, most of it's brushed in already. Uh, so, yeah. I, but the glory days when I was a kid, it was awesome. Growing up, dad take you out on a cold front. Mm-hmm. You just knew you were going to shoot ducks. And we did. Now you go out on a cold front, you just freeze. <laughs> you, you get been, cold. Been there, done that. You get so, cold. Yeah. Not to saying you can't get a limit, but it's just not like it used to be. It's few no. and far between. Yeah. What else do we want to talk about on these decoys? I mean, With covered keels and paint and size. They're, and all, and, they're all online. Yep. Um, but if you want to, you know, test them before you buy them, come to the store and chit chat with me or Brandon, big time duck hunter, knows just about all of them. At the store. Get with him yeah. and he's at the store. Most all of these that we have on the table between the FA, the GHG, the Avian X, the Heyday, the Flambo, and the Higdon, we've got them all in a painted and a flocked head. Maybe not the, the gunning series from Flambo, but everything else we carry in a flocked head and painted head. Mm-hmm. i got to say this. You know, no matter what you pick out of all of these, you're more than likely going to be happy with them. Oh, yeah. Yes. They're, they're all going to last pretty well. They're all going to hold up pretty well, you know, but they're all going to be your decoy spread. You'll get ducks to decoy into them. It's all about finding, you know, what... What decoy do you like staring at on the slow days? Yep. Yeah. And I'd say this too, just throw out some positive vibes. But we want more people in the outdoors, more people duck hunting. Um, at Smith spread Mill. the word. Yeah. You know, keep up the conservation efforts. And, and we love seeing new hunters talk to us. And especially when they come into the store and you don't have to buy the most expensive. We just want you out there and enjoying it. And, you know, I know we're talking about some premium ones here, but you just get what you can. Yeah, get what you can afford. Come in. We'll help you out. Get and, what you can and afford. And don't, I will don't pick be out. like me. When I got my first box yeah. of decoys, I was, I think I was in high school. 
I went to the store with my mom and she bought me a box of decoys. Well, little did I know that you actually needed to get rigs for your decoys. <laughs> yeah. So remember rigs. Yeah. Yes. But we'll help you pick out, you know, something that'll fit you and the style you hunt and, um, you know, right. That's why we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, I want you to be happy when you go out there and I want you to enjoy the hunt. And it's more than just how many decoys you have and do they look cool or are they the most expensive? Right, it's the camaraderie and hanging out together and being out there. And some of the most fun hunts I've had is when I didn't shoot any, but I was with good people, four guys and our family, and we're just, you know, chit chatting and hanging out and laughing, and so that's what it's all about, really. But yeah, agreed. Not to get sentimental, but we got we got time off to talk a little bit about pricing on these. Not like exact pricing, but like scale. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. We're like about one seventeen. Oh, don't forget to write the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you know, year 2022. I mean, these 12 pack of decoys can reach 300 a dozen. Yeah. And then with painted head versions, they could be at 150 for a premium decoy. That's a wide range. You know, that's mm-hmm. 150 is probably like on a sale or something. Yeah, like 150 that. a dozen all the way up to 300 a dozen. Yeah, yeah. 2022. Now, 23 could be different. Could be higher, could be lower. I don't know. But yeah, it's well, All these decoys fit in that mm-hmm. space, but back in the day, yes, five years ago, 100 bucks, 120 bucks a dozen for a mm-hmm. premium decoy. Mm-hmm. And that might have been before EVA was big. Right. I, th- I think you still could get top flights for like 120. Yeah. 60 yep. bucks a six. Uh-huh. You yeah, know. and depending on sales and, you know, what's fluctuating the market. And, but Yeah, I remember 139 yeah, a couple of years ago and then. Yeah, before that was 120. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I remember when we used to sell extreme hours for 120, they would go like hotcakes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But that was, it could have been six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're a little bit over 200. Mm-hmm. But they can, I mean, they could go down potentially. Yeah. There's possibility for next year for it to go down a little bit. Yeah. Just depending on. Sure. Yeah. But you you don't need decoys that expensive to kill ducks. Nope. Nope. So, again, there's going to be sticker shock, I'm sure, when you go into a store and you, you're looking at them, but you don't need decoys that are $200 a dozen to kill ducks. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need six dozen the first day you walk in to buy them either. No. Nope. You can That's start why it's with, good to have buddies. Yep. Yep. If you need more. Exactly. And that's another thing you can do. Uh, each guy buy a two dozen. Yeah. Each I've guy seen, buy a dozen. Yeah, I've seen, you know, group of kids I've known for a while going through high school. You know, they'll all save up and they'll come in waterfowl weekend. And each one of them buys a dozen. and With rigs. And, and then them, pretty yeah. soon they all got, you know, they got six dozen because they all hunt together as a group. And it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. And, and if one of them's not going and, you know, you just hey, I'm going to use the decoys today, and then, you know, so it works. Yep. And if you're looking to buy decoys, here's my plug. Our emails are always got good deals on, on decoys, but you're always guaranteed a good deal on Waterfall Weekend or Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Yep. Oh, yeah. Always guaranteed the best price that we're probably going to throw out that year. Now, you can catch them on emails throughout the year. Yeah, on and good, if you on want, good deals. Yeah, right? how do you for anybody that's not on that email list, how would they go about getting do it on, on that? the homepage of our website? Homepage of the website's the fastest. Is it still down at the bottom right? 
Mm-hmm. I think it says join email list. Yep. Yeah, or you get a pop up right when you get on there. It says join our newsletter. And it's worth like doing because there's there are. T- I mean, I've got customers, and they'll wait different times, and emails come out, and we send out different ones. And <laughs> Pat can't keep up. They walk in the store. Hey, where's these at? And you're like, What's going on? Which email is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you buy them on them deals, and they're constant. So the best time. Like Chandler said, Waterfowl Weekend, like Black Friday, Friday like Cyber guaranteed, Monday, guaranteed. Like you're going to find those hot deals. But throughout the, the season, there'll yeah. be multiple chances to find specials on yep. decoys. And a lot of stuff coming now. We're doing we Rogers kits together things sometimes, mm-hmm. which is great deals, like rigs and bags and stuff. I mean, we used to do yep. in our truckload flyer, we used to do yep. like AVNX with six with sure. rigs. That was yep. hot. Yep. You know, I don't yep. know if we do. Some, some, some manufacturers don't let us do that anymore. Yep, for sure. Don't forget to rate the podcast. <laughs> Correct. Thanks, thanks Josh. Heck yes. yeah. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow on Instagram and Facebook. Amen to that. I'm just ready. And if you use the Rogers gear, make sure to tag them. Ooh, you may see yourself yeah. featured on their social media. Yeah, Aaron's got that line down. So does Josh. <laughs> yes. I've heard it a few times. A few times, correct. <laughs> that is correct. Well, I'm ready to buy some new duck decoys. Yeah, I don't know well, about you. I don't need to, but I'm ready to now just because we've talked about so many different mallard decoys over the past yeah. day. I'll sell you this box right here. <laughs> All right. I'll sell it to you for whatever up. they're selling it for. Yep. Yeah. Josh, you got some new fully flocks this year, didn't you? I did. Uh-oh. They're going to be deadly. I'm excited When are you those. breaking those out? I don't know. That's the that's the big question. Is like, when is it suitable for the fully flocks to come out? Now, are those the ones you're going to baby a little bit? Yeah, they're going to be in 12-slot packs. I'm okay. going to take care of them. Because I'll use them only just the 12. Like, I'm not going to add anything else to the spread. So. Gotcha. So he, just that and, like, water motion or a spinning wing. Yeah. Okay. So people, it's not going to be a lot to deal with. People do ask, well, how do you, if fully flock get dirty, and when the fully flock came out from Avery that they had brought in from using, do them like any others, and when you're cleaning your other decoys, but lay them all out and get your hose, and you can just spray them off. Don't put it on jet power <laughs> like a, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't power pow- wash Don't power wash, wash them and power wash it right off, but... You wash them right off. I think, if a, they little, get I think dirty. a little bit of Dawn soap is inv- not invasive to all that. Yeah. You could put it on a little gosling. So why can't you yeah. put throw them on the bed of your truck? That's what and I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> throw them on throw the, them bed the bed of the your truck, truck and go to the car wash. Go to the car wash. Run it mm-hmm. through. Exactly. People do that. They'll throw them in the bed of their truck. I don't get back think it there works. with the hose no, and was, just spray. Oh, them, I was talking down. about like an automatic car wash. Go through an automatic. Oh, that'd be hilarious. It doesn't really work that good. I tried it. No, but but I've seen people spray them down with the. The hose. You There's know, sometimes do it, do it yourself car where wash. I I would contemplate doing that with a pair of waders in the bed of my truck. Mm-hmm. Hey, you ever had one of those days where you come back and you're like, I am disgusting. Yeah, I yes. am nothing but mud. Clean yes. them up. Yeah, for yep. sure. Now the foley flocks will be good. I'm excited about those. Yeah, break them out on a cloudy day. Little November hunt. Just get back in that tiny little hole. Did you get a dozen. Out. Yeah, I got a dozen. Nice. Throw out like eight foley flocks and. A Couple spinner. flocked heads. Oh no, just eight fully flocks. Eight fully flocks and a spinner. Not a dozen. Not a dozen. Okay. Just just do eight. Dozen's too many. We gotta keep four extra in case Yeah. He shoots one. <laughs> yeah, I did shoot a teal decoy over the weekend. Whoops. Nice. I was picking him up and I hear a rattling. <laughs> I'm like, huh, oh well. Well, 
That happens. Yep. Took a buddy out for his first duck hunt. <laughs> he a duck came in perfect. We were waiting on his mallard. I'm like, all right, you're shooting. No one else is shooting. You're shooting first. This duck comes in just before he knew what to do, just lands right in the decoys and he smoked a Dakota. Like <laughs> it not only put BBs inside of it, it chipped off parts of the decoy. Like there's chunks missing of it. And it was the funniest thing in the world. We wanted to like put it in a shadow box and like give it to him as a trophy. There you go. Yeah, he I, didn't hit the duck though. He, he shot the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I didn't do close inspection on this, but I did notice as I was picking up my spinning wings, there was a few holes in the wings that weren't there before the hunt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't check the bodies, but they were still spinning. And does that happen more with teal hunting? Because they're just... I think dive so. bombing well, in. I haven't like had an issue with really so shooting quick. decoys with big ducks, but with the blue wings, they are going from flying to sitting like that. Yeah, and yeah. Josh is also like on water level shooting. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. Sometimes you're I, right there. When I'm on the marsh, we're kind of on that water level, but other times we're on a bank or somewhere. You know, cut you're, bank. You're yeah. kind of elevated love. from your decoys, so you're getting a little bit. I love shooting down on ducks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, when I was setting up for teal, I mean, my decoys were for me to Chandler. Hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, I'm sitting in my spread. It's awesome. That's good stuff. And I noticed, like, with, with the teal, a lot of people like to pass shoot them. I don't do that. I like to finish teal. It is so much fun. I had this one bird. It was the last bird for the limit. I pull up, and... It's like from me to you, Pat. Mm. And it's going Mach 7 straight at me. I take two shots at it, miss. And him and his buddy come do a big circle around and just plop right into the spread Hmm. after being shot at. If you want to see this content, visit Outdoor Limits on YouTube. And subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) And like. Click the thumbs up. And follow. Oh, geez. Don't forget to rate the podcast. We want to get this trending on the uh, outdoor tab. Yes. Correct. Let's, let's make the Rogers podcast number one. Share it with your friends. Everybody loves mallards, so it could mm-hmm. happen. We all love mallard decoys. That is correct. And we get to put our hands on them anytime we want and test them out, look at them. The only problem is is I need a bigger shed so I could have more of them. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> might sell my boat so I have more room for decoys. Yeah, you wouldn't sell a boat. You just buy another boat. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy a boat to cover the boat. Yeah. Yes. Keep my decoys inside the boat. Yeah. And one last thing if you've never been to the store, um, Patrick is there quite often. And uh, it is like Sam's Club for decoys. It really is. If you haven't seen, if no one's told you or you've seen pictures of it, it's pallet racking floor. Ceiling. I think the store. High ceiling. The store needs to get like those Costco carts. We do have some. Do you? Oh, the big grocery carts. Like the big (laughs) ones you go to Costco and you can fit. We usually pull out the the flat flat bed carts. The flat bed orange carts. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got the home you want. Mm -hmm. Yes. You can come there and if you wanted a hundred dozen decoys, you could take a hundred dozen decoys home. Yeah. Pull up to the dock, paddle load you up. Pat does it all the time. Mm hmm. Yep. Buy, when it's that by the pallet. When it's that big, we load you out back. Yeah. 
I've walked in the store and Pat's got a pen in his ear and a piece of paper and he's working with the guy and they're like filling up trailers and he's just like, yep, yep, got it all. Here we go. Yep. Yep. You know, palletize it, throw it on the, on the trailer and we're rocking and rolling. I just had a guy buy 35 boxes of snows Mm -hmm. just the other day. So you can get quite a bit. I've seen some duck clubs come in and get some mallards. Oh man, when them duck clubs come in and they're you know all their money's pooled together and they clean you out. And they no, you can't clean us out. No one has ever cleaned out Rudder Sporting Goods decoys. Can no. we come so close at Waterfall Weekend? I'm gonna put that challenge out there. Somebody come. And I want all someone the to come clean me out of decoys. So last Waterfall Weekend in 2022, August 2022. We had an awesome ad with inventory, which is great. It's been struggled for we've been struggling with that for the last sure. past couple of years. Mm-hmm. There's only one decoy that we sold out of at the store, but we had at the warehouse mm-hmm. that we didn't have enough time to bring back to the store. Yep. And it was a six pack of goose floaters. Yep. It's only one decoy out of the seventy to hundred options we had offered. Yeah. So you're telling me that if I was just passing through on my trip down to wherever I'm going and wanted to stop in at Rogers Sporting Goods and buy three dozen Mallard decoys, you'd have what I wanted? Three dozen easy. Yo, yeah, of if any variety. I would I'm, t- I'm just speaking from the average. Sure. sure. If you wanted 20 dozen of... You're not going to come in and be disappointed because only, you're going to say, oh, it's yeah, out of stock. The only caveat would be is obviously we have our warehouse where we store everything and then we transfer it to the store weekly is... You know, if the guy came in right before you and bought the last six boxes or something. So I say that 99% of the time, I'm going to have exactly what you need in a decoy. Yeah, you could cool. you um, could roll up, and if you wanted XD 12-packs, pro-grade XD, GHG, he might have 20 dozen sitting in there Yeah, right now. And if it gets to the point where you're wanting a decent amount and I'm short, I might just send you over here. Yeah. We have that capability. Quick. 15-minute drive, come to the warehouse, we'll get you loaded up. Then you so. can't run out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. when I first started getting into waterfowl, I had a hard time finding, like, I was doing some goose hunting, or at least attempting to. I could not find the decoys I needed in stock. And now that I know about Rogers, at the time I didn't, that would have helped. That's why our that's why our website's so powerful. Um, I mean, we're working on it all the time, but people who don't live in the Kansas City area don't know what it's like to go buy whatever decoy they want and no they don't because hmm. no, I mean sure don't. you know I walked into another retailer that's down the street from us and I might have found six mallards as an option that was it it wasn't a dozen there was one box of six yep you know that, I mean that that's the experience that I always knew of yeah. when I first started it's like nobody, nobody had it. Would you go to like Walmart and buy the one box they had and then wait next week and try to buy the second box? You no, know? I didn't do that, but I did go in <laughs> after the season and clean them out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've got it. We've got, and it's not just decoys. I mean, it's a lot of stuff, but if you want decoys. Decoys and shot shells, baby. Yep. If you haven't listened to the Amo podcast, that was probably the one before this, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We're just getting ready for Big Duck. Oh, yeah. Shot shells and decoys. Yeah. And blinds. Yes. Lots of blinds. We'll have to do a blind podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We can get into that. 
Yeah, yep. stand up versus layout versus different times types of layouts. Mm-hmm. Different types of stand ups. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Stay tuned. Make sure to rate the podcast. <laughs> Let us know we're doing a good job. Yes. Correct. Okay. What else? I think that's a wrap. Yep. I got a tinkle. <laughs> Let's call it good. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, go ahead and give us a subscribe. That way you're going to get a notification every time we put out a new podcast. Chandler, what else should they do? Go to our uh, social media pages and give us a like on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Uh, get a subscribe to YouTube channel. We do uh, product reviews there. And then uh, giveaways is a great part of our social media as well. And then we just want to thank you guys for what you guys do and support us so we can do stuff like this. So thank you.